Welcome to Big Tobacco Mess with the Wrong Moms, the podcast of Parents Against Vaping E-Cigarettes, or PAVE. I'm Meredith Berkman. And I'm Dorian Furman, and we're the wrong moms. This week, we got big news from the CDC about the National Youth Tobacco Survey numbers. So Meredith and I wanted to talk with you and explain it and what the landscape of youth vaping seems to be today. The encouraging news is that in the most important, the most wide-ranging survey of youth tobacco use, the NYTS, the National Youth Tobacco Survey for 2020, that was released last Wednesday, we saw a very encouraging drop in young people who are regularly vaping. The numbers went from 5.4 million young people, that was one out of four high school students, to 3.6 million. First of all, that's an amazing drop. And we are so thrilled that the work of public health organizations and schools and parents seems to be working because for a long time, the numbers were steadily climbing. But we're not ready to celebrate just yet. The 3.6 number is the same number that the sh- that the study showed in 2018. And at that time, the Surgeon General and FDA called youth vaping an epidemic. So even though they're dropping, they are still incredibly high. And we still have a lot of work to do. It's true. The numbers are the same at epidemic levels as they were in 2018. But what this new report shows us is that those 3.6 million kids are using more frequently than in 2018. And that could be a sign of more severe addiction. And that's something we really have to be concerned about and keep our eyes on. Absolutely. We have to remember that this is an entire generation of kids that would otherwise not have been initiated into tobacco use. 100%. Well, the figure of high school kids who were smoking was up around 28% in 1997. And 20 years later in 2017, it had dropped to record low levels. It was around six or 7%. So the work, again, of all the public health organizations, the government, teachers, parents had yielded amazing results. And then for us to see in 2019 that vaping numbers had gone up to the exact same level that cigarette smoking numbers were at in 97, it was just disheartening. So we're all thrilled that the numbers are going down But actually, it's not all good news. There was some other news in this report that gives us great, great, great concern. The disposables. Right. So we've done a bunch of episodes about Puff Bar, which we were concerned about for quite some time, as were others. We first heard about Puff Bar and disposables, I think, over a year ago when we received an email from a young person in a college town saying, I just want to make sure you parents are aware. I think this is, I live in a college town and I see everybody using this and buying it. Um, And we actually went, when we went to meet with um, FDA for a private listening session back in January, we expressed our concerns about Puff Bar and about disposables because disposables were left out of the FDA's guidance at the beginning of 2020. And so what these figures show is that all of us who make noise about kids are using disposables are correct. We see that there has been a 1,000% increase 
and the use of disposables by youth e-cigarette users. And what that tells us is this is the kid favorite. It's a new category that has proliferated wildly onto the market with Puff Bar being one of the most egregious in going after kids, which we've talked about a couple of times on this podcast. So we want to make sure that the federal government is aware of that and goes after those companies. And we also learned something about flavors. A lot of our podcasts, we've talked about flavors and we've talked about flavors for so many different reasons. We've talked about flavors because they are more enticing for kids. They tend to make the devices more addictive in the sense that, as Dr. Nora Volkoff says from the National Institute of Drug Abuse, flavors create a memory in the brain and it creates and imprint flavors increase the use of these devices among teens. And the National Youth Tobacco Survey numbers of 2020 finally proved that eight out of 10 kids who use these devices use flavors. And they don't only use candy flavor like bubblegum or mango, but they use mint and they use menthol. And for all of the e-cigarette companies and for all of the vape shop owners who say menthol is not a flavor, it is. And it is finally proven in the government's own surveys that kids most commonly use mint and menthol in addition to candy and fruit flavors. So I think that's something that's incredibly important and we have to highlight because the FDA has to ban all flavors. There is no other choice if they want to stop kids from vaping, we have to ban all flavors. I absolutely agree. And I think that the menthol piece leads us to something that may be a a little technical for some people, but is really important in all of this. Last Wednesday, when the CDC released this really important survey, that was the same day of a very long delayed deadline. And that is the FDA has allowed all of these flavored e-cigarettes, all of these e-cigarette products to remain on the market for years without being fully regulated. And this is something that a federal lawsuit ultimately filed by some of our public health partners led to a deadline that was again delayed because of COVID. Finally, on September 9th, that was the deadline by which all these e-cigarette products that came on the market after August 2016 had to either immediately cease sales and remove themselves from the market, or they had to have filed uh, a very highly detailed application. It's called PMTA, pre-market tobacco application with FDA. And the burden is on the companies to prove that their products are beneficial to protecting public health. FDA says it will release a list of the companies that have actually filed and are playing by the rules, but we have no idea how soon that would be. And that's really important because if we don't know which companies have filed, you can stay on the market for up to one year or until the FDA rules on your application. And our fear is that a lot of the smaller companies or maybe even some of the larger ones that have, you know, that have no intention of filing are just going to sort of hang out on the market trying to make, you know, make bucks off our kids and their nicotine addiction, hoping that no one notices, hiding in plain sight, something that's gone on for years. And so that's a concern. 
then the other piece right. of it is about menthol, which is that, as Dorian said, as you said, Dorian, it's, it is obvious, right? We have evidence, flavors hook kids. And unless FDA bans those flavors, how are they going to stop younger kids from starting and turn the tide and, right. and get kids to, you know, to kick these habits? I was very surprised when the FDA and Juul announced that Juul was seeking approval for their application for their menthol-flavored e-cigarette pod. Juul created this youth vaping epidemic in 2015. They created it by targeting kids on social media, by giving out free product, by hiring influencers, and for them to now go and try to legalize their situation and get authorization to sell a menthol pod, you know, when they have created this vaping epidemic that now entails 3.6 million kids, I find it shocking that the FDA would even consider it. They have to ban all flavors. I mean, they can't let menthol go through. Menthol is a flavor, and they've shown that when Juul pulled all their flavored products off the market, except mint and menthol, kids gravitated towards mint. When they pulled mint off the market, they gravitated toward menthol. And now the figures prove that. Juul has spun their their PR web really well and really wide, you know, saying that they're leaving San Francisco, that they're moving to Washington. But for the company to continue representing itself as repentant and reborn, and then to turn around and file early, which is, that's great. They filed early. They wanted to make that point loud, loud and clear, uh, but to file not only for tobacco flavor, but for a minty menthol flavor when they, and we all can tell, we knew, and now we have the figures to prove that kids are using mentholated products, that menthol is a flavor that kids are using for them to say, you know, we've backed off using flavors because we want to discourage youth use is completely hypocritical. And if FDA doesn't refuse their application for menthol flavor, there will be more than enough blame to go around. When a year from now, either these numbers have not decreased or God forbid, they have gone back up. Menthol is mint. Menthol is a flavor. Flavors hook kids. Kids are using menthol flavor. Shame on Juul for applying for menthol flavor. And I hate to say it, but it will be shame on FDA and its leaders if not only they don't ban all other flavors, but if they don't ban menthol flavor. We're really proud that we've been fighting alongside all of our public health partners in localities, in cities and states. We were ecstatic just a couple of weeks ago when Governor Gavin Newsom immediately signed into law SB 793, historic legislation that would ban all flavored tobacco products, including menthol cigarettes, which have been used by big tobacco 
to target African-American consumers for decades. So that was written into law within hours. We were on that thrilling Zoom call with the governor and within days, um, the usual suspects, big tobacco, they're trying to force a referendum and have that overturned. So there is so much work that we parents and those of us who care about this issue can do on the local and state level while continuing to push on the national and federal level. So what you can do now is the following. We have to let FDA know that they must ban flavors and that we are relying on them. You know, we parents have waited long enough for FDA to take real action. And this is the time as they are reviewing all of these applications. Number one, they should immediately make public the list of those companies that have applied. So all of us in this space, keep an eye on those that remain out there when they shouldn't be, and they should be immediately removed from the market for enforcement is really important. We have to let FDA know that we expect them to protect our kids by banning the flavors that have hooked them and continue to hook them on these dangerous products. And it's even more urgent now when you consider in light of COVID, never been more urgent to get these flavors off the market to protect our kids. Please text PAVE, P-A-V-E, to 72572 to send FDA an email telling them to protect our kids by banning all flavors immediately, including menthol flavor. Please text PAVE, P-A-V-E, to 72572, or you can go on our website, parentsagainstvaping.org. We have to make noise. Right. Many, many of you out there have already contacted FDA with us about banning Puff Bar, and we're really grateful for that. But it's really important that we make our voices heard now. Everyone has their own motivation to step up and, and do something. We are so proud to work with parents around the country, and we would love to have any of you listening join us in any way you want and help us lower the numbers of teens vaping even further. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Do you have a teen or young adult at home that vapes? This is Quitting is a free and anonymous text message program designed to help young people quit vaping. Teens and young adults can text ditch vape to 88709 to sign up today. That's provided by Truth, the National Youth Tobacco Prevention Campaign from our partner and sponsor, uh, The Truth Initiative. It's the first of its kind program that helps young people feel motivated, inspired, and supported while quitting. More than 150,000 young people have enrolled since the program launched in January 2019. The messages include evidence-based tips and strategies to quit, combined with real feedback from young people. Again, teens and young adults can enroll by texting Ditch Vape to 88709. Truth Initiative also offers free text messages for parents who are helping their children quit vaping. I myself enrolled in this program as well and would get different ideas and tips to help support my son. You can join the program by texting QUIT to 
1-800-273-7550 or by visiting becomeanx.org to sign up. To learn more about Truth Initiative and its programs, visit truthinitiative.org.